Welcome to Deconversion Therapy Podcast. This is Bonnie. And this is Karen. And today we're going to welcome you to look for our Facebook pages. Welcome. So, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. So, well, you're welcome to look for our Facebook pages. If you search for Deconversion Therapy Podcast on Facebook, you'll find it. And then you have to ask to be a part of it. And then we'll say, okay. <laughs> That's very close. You can like just the Deconversion Therapy Podcast page, but then we have that secret dungeon one that only certain people can get in. And that one, Deconversion Therapy, you have to ask to be in because that's where you get to post all your deep, dark secrets. <laughs> I, I yeah. so said that. But I, I know, I know. Well, I'll edit it but. and I'll be able to be like, I knew she didn't. Yeah. No, you'll edit me to hello and bye. <laughs> That's right. That's fine. Um, let me first tell you about something I left out last time that used to be just a fun game to play at various jobs I've had. All right. Through the years. I know. But remember when we were saying that um, Franklin, not the puppet on Arrested Development, Graham? <laughs> this, well, one, <laughs> you're going to hate this. But we're going to put this one on first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so well, you then, more... you guys, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to Franklin Graham, it's, it's still going to be awesome because Franklin Graham sent some kind of uh, happy birthday message to uh, Melania Trump and called her the classiest first lady that we've ever had. And um, you know what? Do your homework for next week because have a look at eBay and look up the word classy and see what people out there throughout <laughs> the country are selling and <laughs> pawning off to you as classy. That's exactly. Just just you wait and see what classy is to the American public. It's, do the, does it also have the word look and with the O's being two eyeballs? Uh, probably, <laughs> but all I did was classy. Um, let's do this fun um, eBay. Let's say eBay. I'm looking it up right now. How many items do you think come up when... Uh, you put the word classy in. I'm just going to say, well, eBay's crazy. So, right. uh, 20,000, 50,000, That's crazy because there's only one classy <laughs> thing probably sold on there. And that's a vinyl of Duran Duran. <laughs> that is, that's a lot of class, but, um, there are, a lot of people consider sunglasses classy. <laughs> um, and I like that they say clear lens. <laughs> what? But, <laughs> there's, but here is a, um, but they've got a lot of things like, oh, a, a pink summer cocktail women's t-shirt. Classy. What we should do is we should do a new thing of memes that are like, which is classiest, and you put those things next to Melania. Although, <laughs> I, I have nothing against Melania. I've told her before, and I'll tell her again, jump, we will catch you. 
will oh, hide from you. Melania? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if she were to jump, we'd catch her. Well, I mean, not me personally, due to that I, being I exertion. Had a roommate, I had a roommate like that in college that, you know, she jumped, and then in the middle of the night, I heard her on the phone with her boyfriend, who had hit her, um, <laughs> getting back <laughs> together with him. Like, yeah. why would you waste our time saying we would catch you? Right. I'm going to let you fall now. No, I'm, no, right. I'm just kidding. Um, fall, But mommy. also classy is a walking stick cane with <laughs> engraved Masonic symbols on the handle. <laughs> yeah. Are there any classies with three S's? Mm. I know. Because <laughs> that just goes a step further into it. <laughs> no, but it it says, did you mean classy? <laughs> oh. All right. Why? All right. We'll take yes. it. And then apparently it's a lot of, there are a lot of t-shirts with wording. Oh, well, my God. Lunchbox containers, sandwich sides, food separator lids, classy colors. <laughs> well, I am very, very opposed to clothing with words on it, as you probably know, because I don't understand who's talking. If it's like, <laughs> is it talking <laughs> when it's like grumpy? Is are you talking to the person looking at you that you're grumpy, or is the shirt talking to you? So I don't understand any of it, and I don't. Uh, here in the South, it's like, <laughs> all I want to do is rescue animals and drink wine. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't that's know. pretty much the person in the T-shirt. And that's pretty much what I want to do. But if I wear that, it changes who I am 100 percent. Like I don't it doesn't work. It's like all. wearing the concert T-shirt to the concert you're going to. That's right. Amy Grant, hands up. (laughs) That's right. No, I think that that, I think that behavior just described every Christian concert. Like, we're gonna go to Amy Grant and we're gonna wear the T-shirt we got from the last. And that way we can all find each other when we get back to the bus, okay? (laughs) And all of you, line up. I know. (laughs) Um, All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of a T-shirt. You can tell me what you think of it. Is it classy or assy? This week, we've switched it up because Rachel Hild Evans, an author and ex-evangelical, I'll explain what that means, died at the age of 37. So I don't know if you knew who she was or um, how she died, which was not good. I'm not going to go over that, but... I saw somebody post something and her, her husband had posted her, her decline, which was not super fast, but like maybe a week. Yeah. I think she was at the hospital near me where a friend of mine works at, at, at Vandy. I assume she was at Vanderbilt. And, um, so I'd been seeing that there was like all these prayers going up and there was, um, these GoFundMe things on people that I associate with on Twitter 
but I really didn't click on it to see what it was about. And then you and I have a friend who is a minister up north. So we went to, we didn't go to elementary with her. We went to high school and we went to, a, I didn't see her in college, but I think she went there. <laughs> but she went, she oh, became. good memories. That's right. She uh, went on to become very highly educated, and she is a minister up north, but she's a very Rachel Held Evans kind of minister, I think. Um, And they're known as exvangelicals, which we sort of are too-ish. So exvangelical means you're no longer an evangelical. You've walked out of that. You've called bullshit on it. And you're not doing it anymore. Some people just walked further away from it, like me, and no longer identify themselves as Christian. But, I mean, it's an easy hashtag to find other people who are like-minded. Right. Okay. So they go to some sort of organization and do the worship thing. No, no. Some of them are all the way out. Okay. Yeah. And they're just saying, I used to be an evangelical, but I'm not anymore. And that might mean I'm still a Christian, or it might mean I'm not. And it might mean they go to church, but it might not. Yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. Okay. So she, um, because we're a different kind of podcast, and everyone's doing a really good job honoring her, like... Washington Post and New York Times came out with a great thing and all these things. Uh, We're going to look at her from the humor angle because that's what we do. And we would be terrible at doing anything (laughs) that actually does her justice and any of the intelligent, you know, honoring type things. Solemn. Exactly. I think she was appointed by... Obama to be on like some spiritual task force thing for a while too. And I mean, that's incredible because she's very young. So apparently if she was put on something by Obama, our friends from school don't like her. Exactly. Mm. Although she's white. Oh, but she's a woman. Oh <gasps> yeah. It, it balances out. Um, so, She wrote this book, uh, The Year of Living Biblically as a Woman, or something like that. Yes, I read something about that. So remember when we did the episode on the Proverbs 31 woman and what all the woman had to do? Yeah, and I remember when I I read that she died, I was like, oh, no. Oh, I hope we weren't saying anything about her book. Oh, no, no, no. She did it, and this is what I really loved about her. She would have totally got along with us. She didn't judge in that capacity. She still counted herself as a Christian and was harshly judged by other Christians. Um, (laughs) Because that's what they do. Exactly. So she did that book and she was like, I'm going to do everything I can. So like, can't, you know, should I camp outside when I have my period? Because you're supposed to be removed (laughs) from the house. And then. um, Where's that? 
Where is that written? In the Bibway. OT? In the the OT. (laughs) And then she actually, there's a picture of her. Um, They live in lived in Dayton, Tennessee. There's a picture her of her at the Welcome to Dayton sign. Mm-hmm. And she's holding a poster that says, Dave, you're awesome. Now, if his name is John, I apologize. But <laughs> she was actually literally praising her husband at the gates of the city because that's what it said in Proverbs. That's right. So she, you know, she was doing it as total satire and showing like how impossible it is to live up to these exact things. And, you know, very intelligent. And I read one thing where I loved it. She was taking down some people who kept really niggling her about different parts of the book when she's like, if you read it as a whole, you would see exactly why I wrote it and what it's about. And you're not seeing the forest for the trees and blah, blah, blah. Um, so she definitely had a heightened sense of understanding. She researched things. She talked to um, different, like, Hebrew scholars and figured all that shit out. Wow. Well. I know. And now I want and, to read that book. Yeah. So she's written a few of them. So our friend that I was saying became a minister, I was talking to her the other day, and then she sent me a message saying, hey, have you read Rachel Held Evans' book? And it was a different one of hers. And I was going to answer, but I'm like, oh, let me answer her in a day or two when I have time. And then she died. Like, I, I don't think I'd ever verbally talked about her with anyone. Right. So it was just a weird timing thing. And it made me even more devastated. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there were people on Twitter going, um, you know, her books were the ones that allowed me to take that first step away from a church upbringing that was very rule-based and guilt-based. Yeah. And they're like, I kept going, and I'm no longer a Christian but, you know, I'm thankful to her because she had this whole non-judgmental aspect to it. Hmm. Well, then that's interesting. Yeah. So I'll tell you some funny things about her. She uh, joked about, um, she uh, bragged so much that John Legend had retweeted her, that her <laughs> husband would tease her, that um, he doesn't have an EGOT, he has an EGORT. Get it? For Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Rachel, (laughs) retweet, and Tony. Does he have an Emmy? Oh, it's John Legend. I thought it was John Mayer. Sorry. How dare you? I don't know. That's a big difference. Well. (laughs) But she was also like, she really criticized. I loved what she said about Lifeway Bookstore. You know, they all went under, right? Where, where, Where were they? 
Everywhere. Everywhere. They're down there. I remember there was a big one. But you had to drive to them. Where? Yeah, true. Boynton-ish, maybe. (laughs) But they're like Lifeway Christian bookstores. They they hmm. went bankrupt, and she's like, you know, I I know I should supposed to feel bad, but I don't because they uh, Christian censored things. So anything that was progressive, that could or, be anything. Yeah, had anything that even mentioned LBGT people, they wouldn't sell. So you know, uh-huh. she's yeah. She don't, you know. Lifeway bookstore. Wonder. Yes. Was it? Were they big? Like inside? Yeah. Yes. Well, you gotta well, figure they'd they'd tank if Barnes and Noble can't even keep their brick and mortar stores open. This but I paper. found this article that she wrote in 2013 that I knew you would like. So I'm gonna quote a little bit of it, but not too much, because we don't want to get sued by anyone who I don't know why they would sue us. But anyway, <laughs> like we're wrote like this. we're somehow plagiarizing. Exactly. I know. Um, so she was talking about her favorite writer of all time is Mark Twain. And mm-hmm. it is me too. She's like, he wasn't just a brilliant humorous and wise and a cultural commentator, but he was like today's culture of blogging um, and how much he got satire, right? Mm -hmm. And as a nerd, I have his book (laughs) of insults and it's hilarious. (laughs) I know. It's so nerdy how he like insulted other authors and just like the most pretty much saying they have shit for brains, but saying it so intelligently that yeah, hmm. he got away with it. Um, I would like a book of eloquent insults. He said to, I think, about Coleridge that something about having feces in his brain that went through his hand, down his arm, through his hand, and onto the paper. As oh. in, you're writing his shit. Oh. Um, All right. Yeah. So she was saying satire or any sort of humor, for that matter, is just tough to do right. But it's too important not to do it all. And she said from, you know, the prophets to Chaucer to Swift, not Taylor, Mm. and Colbert and Jon Stewart, you know, satire is the best way to get something across. And she had these rules One was humor only works when it's directed towards yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like David Sedaris and Mm -hmm. people like that. Yeah. You can can bash yourself all day long. Yeah. Like we make fun of what idiots we were in our youth. Like we did, and we thought we were Charlie's Angels, and how I thought Andy Gibb was going to be the youth minister. I mean, there's nothing better than being self-deprecating, because then it allows other people listening or reading to be vulnerable, too, which is... Right. 
did I tell you? I think it was just a text that I said this, but your your Andy Gibb thing reminded me. So mom and I were eating Chick-fil-A in the mall once, and I swore that I heard Tom Cruise being paged on the intercom at the mall. <laughs> and I was like, I- I've got to go to the information desk, mom. And she's like, I don't think so. <laughs> Sit down and eat your chicken sandwich. How old are you? Um... Fifteen? Okay, that's all right. Maybe sixteen. But see, that's it because you were so like into him, and that whole—I mean, that goes back to people seeing God or Jesus and different things. Like you were so—that's where your mind was. So anything that sounds similar, well, you're just going to hear. One day I will ask him. Okay. In the mid eighties. That's right. Would you happen to have been <laughs> at the Palm Beach Mall? I know. Possibly <laughs> at the Jordan Marsh. <laughs> oh, maybe the Jordan the, Marsh. The three five nine. What was it? Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> okay. Um, her second rule is humor works when it's you know, going toward your own community or your own culture. Yeah. And again, that's another one. That's why, oh, what was his name? Um, Michael Richards? Mm-hmm. I oh. don't know. That might not have been the appropriate Kramer? one to use. Yeah. Yeah. So any white person using the N-word for laughs or not, that's why that doesn't work that well. Um, or thin people doing that to large or large people even doing it to thin. It's just not a good crossover. No, and it's always, but that is also, I think, why we end up with a lot of TV commercials where the white father is just bumbling and dumb because it's always been okay for like us to make fun of white men because they're the ones in power. So it's How okay to make know? fun up. What? That's number three. Oh, because I know Humor stuff. works, and I think hopefully we do this when it's directed toward the powerful. Yeah. And this, uh, so she's doing all this from a Christian bent, actually. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, the true purpose of sal- satire is to go after the, the power. And that Jesus' sharpest comments were directed toward the politically or religiously powerful always. You know, it was never about the prostitutes or the drunks or anything like that. He was always, um, yeah, going after the kings and all that. Um, Let me see. Humor works, and this is what I like. She said, humor works when it tears down idols. So uh, she wrote, our culture's full of false idols, packed with idols, fame, notoriety, uh, legalism, all these, you know, things. And through humor, we can ridicule and take down all those things that have to do with legalism and trying to be the perfect person and all that. So um, she said, it's really good to always have grace but if you're doing humor those are the key things that you should be looking at and how to do them and I'm like 
That's exactly hmm. correct. She's got it. I mean, these aren't new concepts, right? But she's trying to talk to people who do not use humor or use it correctly, and that's Christians. And the uh, the other thing is, like, even if somebody said that back in 1960, then you're you're probably not going to be a 15 or 20 year old reading an author from the 60s saying that. So. Yeah, We need more current people to say it again and explain things again. Okay, some other things that she... I'm burping now. Sorry. Some other things uh, that she said that I thought were really intelligent, but they weren't total humor, is she was talking about how she had these conversations with Jewish people on how they read and saw the Bible Mm-hmm. And I'm paraphrasing, but she said Jewish people look at the stories in the Bible as a converse, conversation starter, not a conversation ender. Hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Christians use it as God said this. So that's that. <laughs> God said this. We're, shut up. I know. And that's, you know, a, that's a quote from one of our college friends to me. Oh, I believe it. He I've didn't say that. the shut up part out loud, but it was God says this. Done. Right. <laughs> Clunk. It's a period. Yeah. And she's saying, you know, we have the same Bible and it's written by the same people, but Jews saw it as a way to go, oh, that's an interesting fictional story. Let's talk about what we've learned from it or yeah. where we can go from it. Let's extrapolate and, and make yeah. it applicable to our lives. Yep. And she was also saying that Jewish people don't see the Bible as something fragile, but strong enough to stand up to, you know, any of the doubts and any of the questions where Christians are very much like, if this isn't true, everything else is going to fall apart. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which it did for me. So... That is true. But, um, but yeah, but, but Jesus had some good stuff. He did. Yeah. And a lot of it is, of course, not original to the Bible, like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They were just, you know, um, common or handed on philosophies. But there was definitely fantastic stuff in there. And she was really good at saying... You know, I'm walking away from the church because of the way they're treating gay people. And she really took people to task uh, for following Trump when it was revealed, not revealed, but, you know, when it was getting around how horrible of a, a person he was. Okay, let me say one more thing about her and this is what I believe and this is why I feel I have a lot in common with her and I would have loved to talk to her she wrote in a Washington Post thing about Christian leaders Mm -hmm. trying to be all cool Mm -hmm. and she said quote for a generation bombarded with advertising and sales pitches and for whom the charge of inauthentic is as cutting an insult as any, 
church rebranding efforts can actually backfire, especially when young people sense that there's more emphasis on marketing Jesus than actually following him. Ooh. I know. She's a genius. And, you know, she was like, you know, what brought her back to the church after many years was not the skinny jeans and the pork pie hats and the, you know, (laughs) the praise music. It was the sacraments. Um, Although a pork pie hat could really, you know, put me over the edge. I I have seen so many of those where I live because I live in the Bible Belt. I'm going to need a pork pie hat for my head. (laughs) (sighs) It's such a gross. I'd feel, yeah, I don't know. You know, the thing is, if you go to Trader Joe's, they have those pork pies. They're things. Oh, pork pies. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Sounds British. I know. It could be a meat pie. I'm not sure. (laughs) But, well, I'm hoping. Um, right? Yeah, the hat section. All right. Well, now you've inspired me to want to read something of hers. So what should it be? Um, I'm wanting probably to read the year of her living as a biblical woman. But then there was another one that was recommended to me. Oh, what was it? It was... Something about um, searching for Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that that would bring up some good memories of us growing up evangelical. But I don't know if the whole idea is that in the end, it's, you know, don't leave behind Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. And if I read that, and if someone recommended that I read that, I would be a little insulted. Hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I will investigate. Okay. Oh, good. No way. All right. Now you have a letter to make this more humorous. Sorry, but we can't laugh at someone who just passed. So you're just going to have to go with our giggles at the beginning and the end. No, but she had, she had some good, some good thoughts on everything. It sounds like. Yeah, definitely. And so young. I know. Oh. She had like a one-year-old. Really? And a three-year-old. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I know. Um, okay, so I will read a letter from somebody who, now you know who this is. He's the Graceful Atheist. Yes, you can follow him on Twitter, where we're friends, and he has just started a podcast. So you can also listen to the Graceful Atheist podcast. Hmm. After what is he? hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. What does he talk about? Being graceful, I guess. Stuff we don't do. Does he talk yeah. about Rachel Held Evans? Probably. <laughs> He's probably plagiarizing this right now. He's just reading ours back. Um, so here is what he sent in. He says, here is the story about Action House. Um I started Action House. Action House. That would be the okay. name of an apartment in college for guys. Hey, are you, oh. are you going back to Action House? Oh, God. Um, All right. I started volunteering and eventually became an associate youth pastor at a medium sized church in the central coast of California. The youth, quote unquote, pastor, who will remain <laughs> nameless to protect the, let's say, innocent, was an aging 80s Christian rock band. 
was in an aging 80s Christian rock band. Okay. I want to know. What? Yeah. Okay. I want to know who. Uh, <laughs> desperate to hang on to fame and glory, he started a Christian ministry called Action House in the late 80s. In the beginning, likely in order to feature said aging rock band. <laughs> oh, no. Action House was a quote-unquote multimedia extravaganza filled with dancing, singing, and human videos. All right. What? Dancing. Nope. What are um, human videos? Well, that's what it says next. If your listeners don't know what a human video is, did they even evangelical? Human <laughs> video, <laughs> which is now not. a verb. Human videos featured Carmen, DC Talk, and Amy Grant. So much Amy Grant, as well as the other early 90s Christian pop music. Much lip syncing was endured. So I guess it was a human video instead of a music video? I guess. Or maybe they, oh no, maybe a human video is where the people in the church lip sync to these people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm, d- well, now I got to know. I know. Um, I'm already looking it up. Um, <sighs> it had lighting and camera work. It was staged like a rock concert. So it must have been a human video. Like, wow. not a human yeah. video. Okay. Right. Sorry. Uh. Sorry, Graceful, David. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. Okay, so it was staged like a rock concert. Everything was super high energy. We did yearly outdoor events at the beach, which drew respectably sized crowds. I can see that. Um, You get a beach and music and, you know. Yeah, totally. Spring break. (laughs) It's like. Honey, uh, let's see. Action House existed mostly to give the cheerleaders in the youth group something to do, or maybe the adults, but definitely for the adult former cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> my claim to fame, MC with my long hair. Oh, how I miss my hair. Wispy mustache oh, uh, <laughs> and replete with an earring. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But the wispy mustache. One. Yeah. Uh, the whole cool youth pastor look. And, of course, I performed the altar call at the end of the evening, during which the same 10 to 15 kids got saved every month. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah. Although they weren't really getting saved. They were just rededicating their lives. Right? Yeah. yeah. You just that? need to make sure it takes. Right. Yeah. But you had to go up if you were feeling the guilt. Um, That's right. From the pew to the pulpit kind of area. Um. Uh, so also, if you didn't know this, I'm pretty sure I rededicated my life a few times before I actually got baptized. <laughs> and so I was doing it backwards. Like, oh, my gosh, I got to go get dunked. But I was just too scared. I let it go too long. Yeah. Um, you screwed up. No wonder. Uh, I know. Uh, the fact that we spent more time working on producing these monthly events and less time, you know, actually pastoring the youth is another story. Looking back, it actually was way ahead of the curve on the whole missional, is that the word, church thing? Sure. Um, Hip and Uh. cool rock concert venue to snare the unsuspecting unchurched. Yep. Yep. Um, Epilogue. (laughs) Six degrees of Katy Perry. 
A few years after my tenure, or ouster, uh, Action House moved to L.A. in the Dream Center, where it provided the first stage for a young Katy Perry. I am still waiting for my thank you on the Grammy stage. (laughs) Proof of life. And then he sends a link here that quotes a book um, from somebody, uh, Chloe Govan, Katy Perry, A Life of Fireworks. And then he highlights the part with Action House in it. And oh, talks that's about, great. Yeah. Um, so about uh, how the promotions girl was needed and she felt somebody felt the angelic, fresh-faced young Katie would be the perfect person. It wasn't just her image but her voice that wowed, and she was soon invited on trips. Um, blah, 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 blah. But... Katie was so interested in music that I gave her all my old 33 records. They talk about Action House traveling from city to city. And Katie sang Shine, Jesus, Shine. And other songs I've never heard of. Shine, Jesus, Shine. Is that real? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. You were doing so much stuff that I wasn't aware of. I know. You were Mm. doing so much stuff I wasn't aware of. Pretty sure I was sitting in my bedroom listening to uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Proud, by the way, of that. So then at the end of his letter, it says, uh, P.S. I legitimately tried to find a picture of me circa 90s. Emceeing Action House for your mocking pleasure. It has been floating around my house for years to my kids and wife's chagrin. I rather think my wife may have burned it in effigy. Alas, I was unable to find it. Oh, gosh. I, well, too bad. We got to see it for that to be true. Okay, I really want to know who the 80s band was because I, I'm positive that... Uh, well, no. We may have um Karen, but what if it was him and that, linked. What if what if that was him and he's not saying it? That's uh, probably cuz he doesn't have a picture to prove it. Cuz if he did, it would show that he is Oh, is it you? Someone. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's my ex-boyfriend who was in a band. I remember when what's her name? Uh Simpson, Jessica Simpson used to do the whole singing in church scenes because you remember that firsthand. I don't know if I remember it firsthand Mm -hmm. as I don't think I ever saw her, but I remember hearing like in the church, you know, talk, talk that she was doing church to church singing where yeah. Hmm. And you think, well, very interesting, just like the Jonas Brothers who had their purity rings. <laughs> <sighs> well, that is it for this episode. Um, yep. We've been much more serious than we're used to being, but we just didn't feel like laughing at someone's death. And well, no, 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 it would not be. No, right. but laughing at what she wrote. Absolutely. I know. Exactly. So go ahead and pick up her books. Also, follow the graceful a- atheists. I almost said grateful. Right. Yes. I don't know. Um, and don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like we are sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have a good one. Bye now. <laughs>